and welcome to Tackle the Board. My name is Chris Exusion. You can find me at Chris Ebaum on Twitter and my co-host, the Vegas line reader, Russ Reese. How are we doing today? Another good weekend, man. We told everyone that we're going to make money. Uh, I had a great NFL Sunday. I went uh, five and one on Sunday, but of course had to end the week with that uh, Eagles loss. It's just demoralizing after you have such a great weekend to watch that terrible game. Um, but of course you hit a winner on that cause you had hurts. I don't know how he hit the over in that. I, I turned the game off. I couldn't watch it anymore, <laughs> but I looked in the morning. I was like, ah, they scored 21 points. He probably got it. So he definitely got there. He got like way up. He was like 320 some yards in that game. So yeah. you're definitely on fire too. in the NFL, um, what was the other play that you hit in the NFL? You hit the dolphins too, dolphins. right? Yeah. yeah, I, had yeah, two yeah, play- yeah. I only had two plays for the week. Uh, we're, we were really on top of the dolphins for the most part. And then, uh, yeah, I love the Hertz over 296 or 295 and a half it was on FanDuel. And he threw for 320 just by himself. And that was the 295, 296 with passing and rushing. So yeah, uh, you, had, you had inside information. You knew that the Eagles were only going to run the ball two times the whole game, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was a fun <laughs> running gun kind of game, you know. We're rising to firing over here. I knew Hertzy was going to be throwing like crazy. Mm-hmm. We so let the fans know we're from Phil- we're from the Philadelphia area, so everyone's talking about uh, ripping into the coaches about uh, only running the ball two times in the first three quarters. So I couldn't believe it either. Yeah, it was absolutely outrageous. But hey, it's DFS time, Russ. Let's get our guy in, Anthony. Uh, how you doing today? What's going on, guys? Uh, just uh, licking our wounds from uh, yeah, Monday yeah. for the Eagles game. But besides I, I that, think, we crushed I the board. He's so. going to be wearing the Cowboys jersey today. Yeah. Robin the <laughs> no, no, <laughs> he no. Knew. He was, was good, being it was nice. good. It was a good game. For the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, good game, for the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, for the Cowboys. It was, it was good for me. I got my hurts over, so I was happy with that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but, so let, yeah, let's jump into DFS this week, man. Uh, you did pretty well last week. I saw you hit some of your sleepers. Yeah, you know, last week was a pretty good week. And, you know, you, you I heard you guys talking about the Eagles before you cued me on. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Hurts has been absolutely killing it in fantasy, especially in DFS for his price point. I believe he's had 28.8, 21.8, and 22.5 uh, fantasy points in each of the first three weeks. He's only 6,900 on DraftKings, 7,900 on Draft uh, on FanDuel. And he gets the Kansas City Chiefs this week. And, and you can throw on Kansas City. They gave up a ton of fantasy points. The Mm -hmm. second most to the quarterback position, Jalen Hurts is an absolute smash play this week. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's some guys that have been putting up some big stats that are pretty far down there, like Prescott and Cousins. Uh, You got Prescott at 6,700 and Cousins uh, 6,400. I was curious if you would sneak any of those kind of guys in there. Well, uh, you know, Dak has the ceiling of a top-end fantasy quarterback. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, obviously how they played last year. I don't think, including myself, nobody expected this output from that Dallas defense right now. Dan Quinn, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought it would take about until mid-season before we see a change, and it's really happening out the gate, even though they're down their two top uh, edge rushers. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's going to limit Dak's ceiling because he's not going to throw it 50 times like we saw in week one and 50 times like we saw in the few games that he played last year. Uh, But he does have a ceiling. Now, I don't really like Dak this week against Carolina. Mm Carolina is sneakily one of the best defenses in the NFL. They can rush the passer. Um, So I I do like the Cowboys to win. I'm a little bit worried about how they're going to win. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. But for Kirk Cousins, he's been playing, you know, out of his mind. Uh, and a lot of it is because of the Minnesota defense. They didn't take a step forward from last year. They actually look about the same, if not worse. Uh, they were going to be in a lot of shootouts. And Kirk Cousins at his price point, like they get the Cleveland Browns this week. The Browns are a pretty good defense and they absolutely smothered uh Justin Fields in the Chicago offense which I kind of mm-hmm. expected uh but I, I think Minnesota can do some da- do some damage it's at home it's in the dome and, and that is in Kirk Cousins and, and all that speed that he has to throw to so I'm kind of in on Kirk Cousins um in GPP I think you can go with Cousins. He's going to be faded by a lot because of the matchup, and there's that recency bias. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna get to Kirk Cousins, and they're gonna forget that they were that the Browns played the Bears last week. So mm. this should be a, a nice spot for Cousins if you want to sneak him into a lineup. Yeah, I was curious 
even if uh, what the matchup is, I was curious with injured players like uh, like McCaffrey went down, like with Hubbard coming in. Is that someone you would eye up that you can get a steal out of like fifty nine hundred or is that someone you would avoid? I don't you know can, if it was smart. Yeah, you can play Hubbard. He had 79, I believe 79 total yards last week. And, you know, some people think it's going to be Royce, Royce Freeman averaged like three yards a carry. Uh, Hubbard averaged a full yard per carry more than Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman's just a guy. Hubbard should get every opportunity to uh, play the CMC role. And if we look at what Mike Davis did last season in that CMC role, uh, you know, he was a really good fantasy back. And Hubbard, let's face it, is better than Mike Davis. So I think you can certainly play him. He should be busy, especially as a receiver out of the backfield against Dallas. Nice. And for wide receiver, I was curious, Odell Beckham, is he someone you would eye up? He's still only, because usually these guys are pretty low and then their price point goes up. I saw he did pretty well last week. I don't think he had a touchdown, but um, with Landry out, it seems like he's getting all the targets. Yeah, you can roll out Odell Beckham Jr. And, and keep rolling him out as long as he's cheap. Now, we're in this same Vikings matchup that we we're talking about, Kirk Cousins, in Minnesota. So weather's not going to be a factor in the Dome. And the Vikings are giving up the third most fantasy points to the wide receiver position in, in fantasy football. This is going to be a big spot for Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to get into something as well. I thought it was a really good point. We saw Dallas pretty much roll on Monday night. I think a lot of people are going to be really popular with Dak Prescott. But I also want to bring you all brought up the Carolina defense. They're actually ranked number one right now in the NFL in total DVOA. And if you don't know what DVOA is, it's defensive value, uh, pretty much defensive adjusted value over average. It's just it's what we're looking at as a whole, you know, with. Uh, strength of schedule and everything else so that right now their defense is clicking all cylinders i think it's a really good fade right there in general but i actually want to get into a game that we wouldn't normally get into the thursday night game is it worth it to play a thursday night game like week uh dfs this week with burrow going against the jags and trying to get those points um, you know, there's all different slates, right? There's the, the, mm-hmm. the complete week four slate, which is Thursday through, I believe, Monday night. There's the Sunday only, Sunday through Monday. Uh, you know, I, I tend to stick with the Sundays. I, I'll play the single game slate tomorrow night, and, and that I would use Joe Burrow. But if you want to be sneaky, if you're going to play the single game slate for tomorrow night's game, that captain spot is valuable mm-hmm. uh, with the extra points. I would put Cincinnati's defense there. Ooh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Just not a hunch. I I think they could pay, you know, it's it's home. That defense put up a ton of points against Pittsburgh, completely shut down Pittsburgh. And, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is a shell of himself. We're gonna probably see Dwayne Haskins very, very soon. And I don't think it's gonna be injury related, but that's just gut feeling. Uh, that's how bad Pitts they can't move the football and he can't throw mm-hmm. it deep. And uh Cincinnati is now getting Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence, as great as he may be one day, he's just not it right now. Back to back weeks in the single digits and fantasy points, throwing a bunch of picks. And, and I think the Cincy defense is going to uh, at least get a touchdown and a couple of sacks tomorrow night. Yeah, he's been a turnover machine throwing a ton of interceptions. So um just curious who uh you're eyeing up as sleeper since we've been talking about people that are low priced. I wasn't sure if you had your eye on some guys that are at a good price point uh, for running back or wide receiver. Um, I'm normally not a Clyde Edwards Hilaire guy, but you know, we've seen three (laughs) games out of Philadelphia and uh, Dallas Ezekiel Elliott primarily had his best game of the year against Philly. And he normally plays well against Philly. And last week, Clyde Edwards Hilaire had his best game in a very, very long time. I think you could sneak him into your lineups. Philly's defense, they're old, uh, you know, their best players, you know, outside of Darius Slay, it seems like they're being lost to injury. So this could be a good spot for CEH. He has that top 12 RB1 ceiling, and he's only priced at 5,400 uh, compared to a Derrick Henry who's 88. Uh, but Henry's getting the Jets. Like, if you could afford to put Henry in your lineup and fade other positions, like, he's going to absolutely destroy the New York Jets. Yeah, the Eagles, they're down to their third string uh, safety in that game. Yeah. So, definitely going to be trouble for the uh, Eagles when the Chiefs are probably a lot of dump off passes, possibly to Clyde Edwards. Uh, that would be huge. Uh, you know, if you want to talk about a sleeper defense, uh, Green Bay getting the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, and you know, it's it's in mm. Pittsburgh. But I, I think 
I believe it's in Pittsburgh, but I think this is going to be, you know, Pittsburgh's going to be one nah, of those. That's in Green teams. Bay. Yeah, it's okay. in Green Bay. That, yeah. That's even better for Green Bay's mm-hmm. defense. Uh, Pittsburgh's going to be one of those teams where, like, if you're looking to stream a defense uh, in your season-long leagues, like, you can – they have some stars on the offensive side of the ball, but Big Ben, you know, when you're running back, when Najee Harris gets, like, 19 targets or whatever the hell he had last week, <laughs> that means he cannot push the football uh, upfield. They're not going to score a lot of points, and, and Green Bay should go and smother Pittsburgh like Cincinnati did. So that's a really, really cheap at 3,300, uh, a, a cheap play on the defensive side. Uh, tight end-wise, Austin Hooper sticking in that Minnesota Vikings game. Uh, because there's no Jarvis Landry, they utilize their tight ends a lot. They're going to utilize uh, Kareem Hunt, who was one of the top-scoring running backs last week. Uh, Austin Hooper should have a pretty good game. Uh, again, Like th- there's like one or two targets I really trust in Cleveland right now. One's Beckham. The other one is... Um, uh, is Austin Hooper. And I'm going to go back uh, to the last position for you. I know you're trying to avoid it, but uh, what about tight end? You got any sleepers here? This this position is just driving me nuts. I don't know who to take here. Well, I, I did just mention Hooper. You can play mm-hmm. him. Uh, another one's Dawson Knox, 3,600 on, uh, on DraftKings. I believe two out of the three games this year, he's had double-digit PPR points. Last week, I think he scored. Uh, and now he's getting a matchup against the Houston Texans. And, and the Texans are, are, are terrible everywhere but especially mm. against the tight end they give up they give up some production there there there's a ton of weapons in buffalo uh but dawson knox he's kind of sneaky good in some weeks if you get him in the right matchup you probably need him to score but i think he should find the end zone against houston yeah josh yeah, houston's should... giving up the fourth most fantasy <laughs> yeah. points to the josh Tampa. allen should definitely have some fun that game that might even be a defense to really play because, I mean, yeah. Dave, Davis doesn't even do anything. They literally just run the ball every time. They just want to get out of Dodge, it seems like. Yeah, but you're going to pay for them. They're they're a full $1,000 higher than Green Bay. They're 4300 yeah, the Green Bay's $3,300. Yeah. Do you think there's any chance we could actually take some guys from the Lions this week against the Bears? Um, I, I feel like the Lions could be a live dog here and might be able to get some sneaky points with them. Listen, uh, the biggest report that I've seen all week, and I'm I'm a DeAndre Swift guy. The mm-hmm. fact that Dan Campbell finds finally saying he's earned more carries, like he's earned more carries last season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so DeAndre Swift right now, I, I I don't have the price in front of me, but he's be he's not priced high enough yet. I, I think he could eventually emerge into that top five price area for running backs. Uh, he's going against the Bears. I, I think he's going to have a really big game. The more they give him the football, I believe he's second amongst running backs uh, in receptions. He's he's terrific pass catcher, explosive with the ball in his hands. Uh, if we could go back to fantasy defenses, why not start the Lions defense? I like uh, it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would rather start the Lions if it was going to be Justin Fields, though. What about I, Nick I think, <laughs> well, yeah, for even you know, Dalton, I, I think, is is the best quarterback on that roster yeah. right now. And I don't know if it's because it's just, Justin Fields isn't ready for the NFL. Yeah. I think Not I might yet. have to bet uh 50 to one on no touchdown scored in that game. That's probably a good bet. <laughs> I think I want to bet Nagy to get fired after this game. I, think I that said that before the happen. season. I saw it coming a mile away, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No doubt. <laughs> hey, before before we go, you know how we do we get the triple threat out here. Give us your QB running back and wide receiver that we got to play this week. Okay, so quarterback that we have to play, uh, the must play here is Josh Allen, if you want to pay up a little bit, getting that matchup against the Texans. You know, after what he did to Washington last week and coming into the year, Washington was going to be one of the best defenses. They're giving up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks, uh, and now he's getting the Texans. Josh Allen should dismantle uh, the Houston Texans. I think you have to get him into your lineup. He's one of the safer plays with the high ceiling. Uh, As far as the running back position, uh, you know, again, depending on how you're going to construct your lineup, you're not going to be able to afford everybody. Uh, You know, Derrick Henry getting the New York Jets. uh, He's absolutely crushing it. And then on the other side, the New York Jets, they have a really hard time stopping the run. They're okay against the pass, but you can certainly run on the New York Jets. Um, another option, he's only a couple hundred dollars cheaper at 8400 is Alvin Kamara, but I feel a lot safer going the Derrick Henry route uh, with the matchup against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
going at the wide receiver position. You can pick your poison. I, and I keep going back to this game. I love this Vikings-Browns game this week uh, and at the wide receiver position in a game that I think there's going to be a lot of points. Uh, Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen? Uh, Thielen, 68. Jefferson 73. It, mm-hmm. It's all a matter of like, if you're building your lineup, you need, uh, let's say you have Justin Jefferson in and you need to save that 500 bucks pivoting down to Adam Thielen. They're about the same to me. Uh, so you can easily do that. Or if you had an extra 500 and Adam Thielen was in your lineup, then you can move right back up to Justin Jefferson. So get one of those Vikings receivers, actually that whole Vikings, the Kirk Cousins, uh, stack with one of those receivers would be excellent play. You could even get Beckham in there if you want to do a big stack in this game. Uh, and then obviously at the tight end position, uh, you said it yourself, it's one of the hardest uh, positions to project. If you want a mm-hmm. nice cheap option, let's say you're going heavy uh, at all those other positions we talked about uh, and you can't afford Travis Kelsey and Kelsey's a great play going against Philly, but mm-hmm. how about the guy who scored twice last week against your Eagles, Dalton Schultz, yeah. emerging as the top <laughs> tight end in Dallas over um, over Blake Jarwin. Dalton Schultz only $3,400 uh, on DraftKings, and now he's going to get a nice uh, matchup against Carolina. And the uh, thing is, you, you talked about how good Carolina's defense is. Uh, they lost a cornerback last week. I, I think it might have been J.C. Horn that triggered yes, them correct. to trade mm-hmm. um, Dan Arnold there uh, over to Jacksonville for C.J. Henderson. C.J. Henderson, it was a first-round pick. It's not really working out. They moved him for basically peanuts and Dan Arnold. Uh, mm-hmm. and so there's going to be some passing uh, opportunities going against that strong Carolina defense looking C.J. Henderson's way. All right. Well, sounds good. Uh, Anthony, thanks for coming on again. Absolutely, guys. With all thanks the for coming on, man. Uh, where can they you find you? Oh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at The Real NFL Guru, and you can see all my work over at FFFaceoff.com and over at The Game Day NFL. All right, man. Let's go crush that DFS. Absolutely, guys. Have a good week. Later, right, man. You yeah. too. All right. That's Anthony Servino, The Real NFL it's Guru, done. getting us ready for the DFS. So I'm excited. I know, man. Definitely. I'm trying to win one of my fantasy leagues, so I'm trying to get something going. Yeah, you got to find some sleepers <laughs> for the week. I can totally yeah. do that. But hey, who's been higher than us so far this week? I don't know if anybody really has. We've been on absolute fire with NFL and college. And FYI, I'm still undefeated in the NFL, 7-0-1, keeping it rolling. Even with that ugly Eagles game, still finding a winner there. And we're going to keep it going for this card. These leads have been money, Russ. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they've been good. So we're going to keep it going here, guys. You got to be tuning in, ask your questions, all that good stuff, spread the word. And here we go. It's going to be Thursday. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are lane seven. The over-under is 45 and a half for us. Where are we going? Yeah, Anthony was stealing all my uh, fire, all my content right there. So I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I got the Bengals here um, talking about what Anthony was just saying, that how the uh, – Jaguars, who actually just traded away their best cornerback, C.J. Henderson. Mm -hmm. Um, Now they have a short week going against the Bengals, who have a lot of weapons on offense. You saw last week against the Steelers. They know how to spread the ball around to everybody. I just see Mixon having a big game here. He hasn't gotten a big game yet. I do see it here. Um, This should probably be the Bengals' highest output of the season. You could see like a 31-20 type of game. You already know right after the game, Thursday night football, the guys are talking who they're going to talk to after the game. Mm-hmm. They're going to be talking to Burrow after the game with a winning record. So give me the Bengals minus seven and a half. It should be an easy winner in this game. Yeah, I'm all about that with the, the Bungles, if you will. But you know what? The Jags, they're one in five and they're and against the spread. Their last six games following a straight up loss. They're just terrible with some terrible on the side. So uh, a lot of learning curves for that team. So we'll take advantage of that. Give me the Bengals minus seven. Uh, the next game, Panthers at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus four and a half. The over under 50 and a half. I actually like the Cowboys here. Uh, the Panthers defense, they've given up. 10 points per game, but listen to the quarterbacks. Davis Mills, Jameis Winston, trying to say his name right, (laughs) Winston, Zach Wilson, the three quarterbacks that they've gone against. So that's why they've given up 10 points per game. I'm not taking away the Panthers' defense. They're improved for sure, but definitely haven't faced a high-powered offense here. Um, I don't like when I see a 3-0 team and they're an underdog. That is not a good situation here. Um, I saw this last year with the Chicago Bears. They were a fraud 3-0 team. 
Um, they ended up being a plus three underdog last year, and they lost that game 11 to 19 to the Colts. Um, I also was looking back about a couple of years ago, the Dolphins, they started three and oh, they were a plus six dog to the Patriots. They lost six to 38, got blown out. This has a feel of just a blowout type of game. Um, Dak Prescott, his last six home games, he's averaging 41 points per game. So I see them putting up a lot of points and the Panthers aren't going to keep up here. I see a 34-21 type of game here. Yeah, I just I'm with you right there. I mean, I think the Cowboys, uh, their offense is just going to be too high powered for them for the most part. Uh, they're really rallying behind Dak Prescott. Uh, Zeke, if you saw what he was doing, man, he was running the ball with authority. I, I couldn't believe mm-hmm. it. He was like the old even Zeke Pollard player. was. Yeah, Pollard, Zeke, everything was going really well for that team. And I think they can carry that kind of momentum this week against, like you said. And I love the fact that you brought up a 3-0 team being a dog like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 is big red flags. I'm all for that. So, yeah, give me the Cowboys. I like them there as well. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. We're good there? Yeah, I was going to say I just love the – Early season, I just love going against the overreaction. I just wanted to throw that in there. Like, there's overreaction. This is a quarterback league now. So there's not going to be a team like the Panthers giving up 10 points per game. I'm sorry. This isn't the Ravens of Ray Lewis when they used to give up, what, 15 to 16 points per game. So reality is going to come in here, and Dak Prescott's going to be able to put up points here. So just wanted to throw that out there. No, no doubt. I mean, McCaffrey not playing is huge. So, I mean, I think that's a big deal as well. Uh, Next game, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are getting seven and a half points. And the actually, no, it's seven now. And the Mm over-under is at 54. Wow. Yeah, I got the Chiefs here. I mean, I saw enough last week. The Eagles put out that big output of points in the first week. That's why everything's evening back out again. Um, Mahomes, he's coming off two losses. Um, This has happened two times uh, in his career. Two years ago against Denver, they won 30 to six. Three years ago, this happened. I lost two in a row. They beat the Raiders 35 to three. Absolute blowouts in both of those situations. So Eagles are down, like I said before, down to their third string safety. Um, They're going to pick these guys apart, man. You saw them. They couldn't even, there's so many weapons for the Cowboys. The Chiefs have the same amount of weapons. They're going to spread the ball. Kelsey's going to kill these guys. Um, Give me the Chiefs here. They should win by double digits easily. Yeah, I'm right there with you again. Uh, We're on the same page. The Chiefs just look like they're the better team here. I'm actually more about the over. I love the over in this game, over 54 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Eagles will be able to score on the uh, Chiefs because the Chiefs defense has been giving up points left and right. Mm-hmm. I think they could still get 20-some points this game. Uh, but I think the Chiefs are probably going to score around 35 points. I think it's going to be really it, – it's tough because like I, I feel like the Chiefs are going to blow them out, but I feel like the Eagles are going to get theirs as well. So I'm more of the over 54 and a half. I like your rationale with the Chiefs there with them losing those games. But uh, the over just seems like the right play. I just want to throw it out there that I just be careful with the over just because I remember those last two situations where that did happen and the Chiefs were losing a couple games. The defense was playing terrible. And then out of nowhere, they just came out and played these great defensive games. You know, they won 30 to six and 35 to three. So I don't know. It just seems like the defense gets embarrassed and then they like come out and just show that they can play. You know what I mean? So right. they, they might be able to shut the Eagles down. I don't know. That offense is, isn't looking good right now. Yeah. That offensive line's banged up. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. They're one of their main offensive linemen got hurt. Yep, this just week got hurt well. again. Yeah. Yeah. So they lost another guy on the line. So it could be a little bit of trouble there to move that ball. Yeah, I, Salamala, I, like, I like where you're right? thinking. That. Yeah. Salamala got, he's out. Yeah, for Salamala this got hurt. Yeah. So and he's a big part out. of that offensive line. Yeah. These guys are going to start getting the offense. Offensive line is going to start getting hurt again. So, And honestly, that play calling could have been any worse for the Eagles on Monday night. I mean, that, that was just atrocious. So I don't know. I, the play calling has got to be better. It couldn't be any worse. I don't know. I heard his interview uh, <laughs> in his presser. He was saying that he was saying this guy's a moron. I mean, they got all these young coaches. They got the most penalties in the league. When you have the yeah. most penalties, that means you have bad coaching. Um, he was saying something that 
the RPOs they're running. Um, mm-hmm. He was saying that their pass plays were considered run plays. So, yikes. Um, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move on here because uh, that's enough I need to hear from that let's game. Let's get out of there. Yeah. Right, let's get out of Dodge with that game. Uh, Tennessee Titans at the New York Football Jets. Seven and a half the Jets are getting. The over under is 45 and a half for us. Where are we going? I'll take the Titans here. Uh, the Titans, the past couple of years, they usually beat up on the bad competition. Um, I know the Jets have been playing terrible these first three games, but I know that the Jets have the Falcons coming up next week. So I think that'll be one of the games that the Jets can actually be competitive in. Um, so I just find out, feel like this is going to be like one of those blowout type of games. Um, they had a similar spot last year. The Titans were minus seven versus the Jaguars on the road. Um, and they ended up winning that game 31 to 10. So I think that they win by two touchdowns here easily. Uh, 28 to 14. Give me the Titans. Yeah. Uh, as far as this game goes, uh, I am leaning the Titans seven and a half, but I actually like the over. Uh, the That's over is seven and one in the Titans' last eight road games. And this is the highest over under total for a Jets game this year. So I think that's the books are telling us that. This is going to be a higher scoring game than we think. Maybe Zach Wilson will get some little bit of success against this defense. You know, the run game hasn't been amazing, but uh, maybe Zach Wilson will have a little bit more of a coming out party a little bit and then possibly bring that into the next week into a game where they're going to be more competitive. They can build off this game a little bit with the offense just a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I really like this over here. That's yeah, I like that pick actually because the pitcher he went against Belichick, he shuts down rookie quarterbacks, and then mm-hmm. he faced the Broncos. They have a top ten defense, so definitely a smart play there. Yeah. So the next game, this game is something else over here: the Houston <laughs> Texans at the Buffalo Bills minus sixteen. The over under is forty eight. Russ, I've seen this scenario before, but I want to see where where you're going with this. Yeah, I got the Bills here. I'm I'm going against your boy Davis Mills. I'm uh, glad you boy. actually. I'm, I'm glad boy. you watched the game last week to say oh, yeah. uh, you're off that bandwagon. Oh uh, yeah, I'll right? go off real quick. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> see, look, the flip of a switch, man. You're talking about the Panthers' great defense now, but you know, last week you weren't talking about all the great defense. Is all I'm saying. I'm just messing with you. No, man, it's all good. It's all fun and gravy. <laughs> uh, pretty much with this game, I've seen these kind of scenarios before. We talked about them before. Uh-huh. Uh, a game way back, the Browns, the Eagles, Eagles were like a 16 point favorite. The over under was in the 40s. It, this pretty much looks like one of those games where Bills are just going to kill them. It's going to be no. like a 20-point victory, and the under's going to hit. I don't think the Bills are going to score 50 points because I think they're just going to run the ball and do what they want for the most part. But I like the Bills, and I like the under 48. The under is 5-0 and for the Texans following a double-digit loss at home. So they just aren't mm-hmm. ever in the right place at the right time after getting whooped at home. Yeah, Josh Allen's going to have a big game. I mean, the first two weeks of the season, uh, we were talking about how he didn't do much. Um, so he's going to make up for all those stats here in this game, probably catch up to every uh, all those low. Uh, he was like in 250 yards and 180 yards those first two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely going to throw for 300 or probably spread, spread everyone out and put up a lot of points, 35-13 type of game. Yeah. Yeah. So the next game, uh, New York Giants at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are a seven and a half point favorite. The over under is 43, Russ. I'm going to go with the under in this game. Um, this will actually be the Saints first real home game. So the crowd's going to be going nuts here. Um, so they should be able to hold the Giants to under 20 points, which the Giants always struggle to score 20 points in any game. Um, as for the Saints, the offense, so we got Winston. Um, he's averaging 129 passing yards in the three games. So not putting up a ton of numbers here. Um, the giants have solid cornerbacks. So, um, Winston probably isn't going to put up a lot of stats again. So I just see an ugly kind of game, low scoring, um, definitely under 43 and a half here. Yeah. Well, I got some late breaking news here. Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones has not thrown an interception yet this year. Yeah. Okay. Truly amazing. (laughs) Because he's too busy running. (laughs) Yeah, running for his life. I I get it. But uh, you know what? He has only thrown two touchdowns. He hasn't really been that great. And he's your leading rusher, so that's always fun and exciting. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I think Galladay's actually going to have a pretty big game this this Mm -hmm. week. Uh, The defense hasn't been too bad with the the Giants for the most part. The Saints have been a weird team. Uh, They've been impressive with their defense. Jameis Winston, weirdest stat lines ever. Seven TDs with 387 yards. I just don't get it. You know, it's just, it's that weird green Bay game that happened. 
the under is nine and one for the Giants falling against the spread loss. It, it, it did just drop down the 42 right now. But give me the G-Men seven and a half. Uh, I think it's too yeah. many points. I think it's a lot of overreaction. I get it. The Giants aren't that good. But I don't think the Saints are going to kill this team. I just don't think mm-hmm. they are. I think seven and a half is way too much. Giants might even be a live dog here. I'll be honest with you. I would not be shocked if the G-Men pulled this off. I know. The thing with the Giants, I, the Saints won last week. And it's like one of those things where if there was any average team that played in this game, I would be all over them against the Saints right. here. Mm-hmm. But I even surprised me to see how big this Saints line is. But then I looked a little more into this game. Uh, in that game last week, Shepard got hurt and Slayton got hurt. Two receivers got hurt in that game. And then uh, Blake Martinez is out for the season. So I'm like, oh, this is probably well, what the Blake Martinez, is. that's news to me. I did not yeah, know about yeah. that. So that's a but, big injury too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, he's the anchor of that defense over here. So mm-hmm. yeah, the, I mean, there's, there's no reason the Saints should be given eight points. They're an average team. They're not a playoff team this year. Um, it's probably most likely because of these injuries, but I can see this line will probably be sitting at seven, probably by uh, when we get the Sunday. Yeah, the whole but team. If I, if I were to lean aside, I would still <laughs> lean with you with the actual Giants, though. Yeah, I, there's a lot of injuries, but you know what? Uh, the Giants have been so bad and they haven't mm-hmm. won. This line is imploded because of that. And mm-hmm. I, if, if you're getting over a touchdown with the Giants in this game, I'm still taking them, regardless mm-hmm. of the injuries. Definitely. I think I think I think Daniel Jones can at least get you a backdoor cover worst case scenario with his legs. Uh, so th- I'm I'm right there with the G men, but the under is a, is a smart play as well. Definitely get that leading rusher in there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we got the Cleveland Browns at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, two point uh, Vikings are getting two points. The over under is 54. Russ, where are we going? Wow, sorry guys, I got another boring one. I got I got the under again in this one. Um, seems like a competitive type of game here. Um, two teams that'll most likely Vikings might make the playoffs. They'll might be close to making it. Um, Cousins has been putting up some big numbers to the Huge past couple numbers. weeks. Yeah, so he was facing stud quarterbacks and Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. So he knew he had to put up uh, some big numbers in those games. So. This is a little change of events here. I see this being like a smouth mash, ugh, smash mouth type of game with a lot of running. Both teams love to run the ball. Um, so definitely give me the under here. Uh, we got two average quarterbacks uh, in this game. So I see a 24-20 type of game here. Yeah, I'm right there with you on the under. I have that highlight right there, under 54. Nice. I really like that as well. But I actually like the Vikings here. I think this is a spot where they need to start getting things rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need this win here. They're getting two points. I think I think they can win outright. The Browns really don't blow out a whole lot of teams. They came off an impressive win against the Bears. I mean, a big win against the Bears. I mean, it's still the Bears. They couldn't really do anything mm-hmm. offensively. Uh, Beckham's been solid for the Browns, but... Uh, it's just been a balanced attack. They don't really kill a whole lot of teams. So I I like the Vikings here. I think they're going to probably win this game. You know how down I was on the Browns this year. So mm-hmm. give me the Vikings and give me that under 54. Nice. Uh, the next game is the Washington football team at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are getting one and a half points. The over-under is 47 and a half. Yeah, this is uh, one of these crappy games that I'm probably not going to put any money on this game. Um, If I had to take a side, I'd probably go with Washington just because they got blown out last week. Um, The Giants had a ton of injuries in the game last week I was just talking about. Um, So the Falcons still only won that game by one point somehow. Um, So that just shows you how bad the Falcons are. So if I were to take a side here, it probably would have to be Washington. Yeah, I think the way we're talking about these games in general, I think the red zone is going to be really boring in general. I think this is going to be mm-hmm. under 47 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the play I like here. Uh, the under six and one for the Falcons last seven games as a home underdog. So it's whether if they can put up points, I don't I think they're going to have a harder time putting up points. Maybe they won't against this Washington defense. I think they probably will. Uh, Washington had a really poor performance last week. Rivera should get, should get this team up to play a lot better this go around. So I like the under 47 and a half. Nice. The next game is Indianapolis Colts at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are laying two and a half. The over under is 43, Russ. Yeah, I'm not going to touch the spread most likely here, but this is another game. I actually like the under. We got a lot of unders coming this yeah. week. Um, Brissett, he's had two straight games where he's thrown over 40 passes, pass attempts. So mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. Um, Brian Flores is going to get back to running the ball. He's smart enough not to know, 
to let freaking Brissett throw over 40 passes in a game. Yeah, so, um, he's going against Wentz, who definitely doesn't pass a lot. They're going to want to get their run game going, too. If they're going to win games, the Colts got to start running the ball again. Um, the Dolphins' strength is their cornerback. So uh, the Colts, again, they're just going to be running the ball a lot. They're not going to be completing a lot of passes in this game. Uh, Colts offense is ranked 29th in the NFL uh, for touchdown percentage in the, in the red zone. So um, I see a 2017 type of game here. Yeah, uh, the Dolphins defense has been pretty solid. They're ranked 7th in DVOA, so they have been playing really well. They've been going mm-hmm. against like David Carr. They've been going against some pretty good teams, so their defense has shown up for the most part. The run game for the Colts just has not been good. It's been pretty much obsolete. It's been bad. Uh, Pittman's been pretty much their highlight of this team. Uh, this Colts team isn't all that great. I'm on the Dolphins here, laying two and a half. Uh, the Dolphins are 12 and two against the spread, following a straight up loss, and they're eight and zero against the spread in their last eight home games against a team with a losing record. Uh, they had a they had a really hard fought battle against the Raiders, so I think this is a game they got to win, and I think they're going to do it here. Give me the Fins minus two and a half. Nice. The next game is the Lions at the Bears. The Bears are laying three points. The over-under is 42. Russ, where are we going? This is a the toilet bowl of the week. I don't want any part of this game. I'm not going to be betting this game. Um, you got the Bears, who, again, I just hate when they're a favorite. I mean, they play good defense. I would take them if they're a dog in a game, but I'm not trusting them as a favorite. Um, and then I have the Lions as a bad team. I mean, I, I know you're going to say you like them next, but – um, I'm just staying away from that just cause I feel like, um, a lot of public is taking the lines. This line is dropping fast. Um, feels like there's a lot of lines action here. So just one of those games I just don't like, I feel like whoever wins this game is going to win by a field goal. Yeah, I hear you. There is a lot of percentage right now. It's at 65% for the Detroit Lions. That's mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of people taking a team that hasn't won a game yet this year. Uh, I agree yeah, right. with you. If I had to take a game, if I had to take this game, I would take the Lions because mm-hmm. I, the the coaching with Nagy has been absolutely horrible. But this is the ultimate stay away game. If you really want to bet something, bet the over 42. Mm-hmm. At least you can have a fun time betting that over and hope for some turnovers for points and everything. I mean, golf has been decent. And then if Swift is playing, that's big as well. So yeah, maybe you know, uh, just take the lines over points. You know, you could get screwed with a loss, but if the Bears put up points, they put up points, you know? Yeah, exactly. Get you some, have no clue what the hell the Bears are going to do. Yeah, that's that's the biggest question mark of this game, but that's where we're at with that game. The next game is the Arizona Cardinals at the Rams. Rams are my five and a half point favorites. The over under is 54 and a half for us. Uh, so we got two teams, both three and oh here. Um, I'm going to take the Rams here because... Um, usually the teams that start out 4-0, these are the elite type of teams. Um, I just see the Rams as an elite team. I predict that they're going to be first or second, most likely in the NFC this year. So that's what I do for the whole season. I stick to my guns. I look at who I know is going to be in what spots by the end of the season, and I stick to my guns. I don't care about little losing streaks or, or winning streaks, whatever happens mm-hmm. throughout the season. Um Cardinals aren't elite. They just have a stud quarterback in Kyler. Um, The Rams defense, they know how to limit Kyler, so that's a problem for the Cardinals. Kyler's 0-4 versus the Rams in his career, and every single game he's lost by seven points or more. So give me the Rams 27-20 here. Yeah, the Rams are the better team here. If you're going to take somebody, take them for the spread there. Um, I like the over here, over 54.5. There's going to be a lot of points scored here. Murray's never going to give up here. He's going to be giving up points. And Stafford's loving this offense with Cup and everything else that comes with it, with the play calling. This is an overgame written all over it. Tons of excitement. Uh, it's your typical 4 o'clock kind of crazier kind of game, but I think they still cover this game at 5.5. Yeah, I love Cup. Somehow he's always wide open every single week. Every time I turn the game on, Cup's scoring a touchdown. He's wide open. I know it's absolutely insane. He's, Mm -hmm. he's, he's unbelievable this year. Uh, The next game we're going to get into is the Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers minus three 49ers over under 51 and a half for us. Yeah, this is definitely a tough game. That's I definitely hate uh, these NFC West teams facing off with each other. You just don't know what's going to happen. I do really like that. The Seahawks are coming off two losses. I think I had a crazy stat last year. They were like, 16 and two, but that was when they were favorites. So I, 
would have to look back. I'm not sure what the Seahawks would be uh, when they're actually a dog in this situation after two losses, but I still know it's a, a definitely a winning record. Um, Seahawks are just desperate, though. They have the Rams next week, so this is definitely a game they got to have. They're facing Garoppolo, so I think they could get a win here. And when I first took a glance at this line, I figured uh, 49ers definitely at home, minus three, three and a half. I see that they're only at minus two and a half. Very small line here at home for the Niners, so definitely a Seahawks line. So I'll take the Seahawks. Yeah, it's kind of hard to take. Uh, it's kind of hard to go against Russell Wilson as a dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he thrives in these kind of positions for the most part. When you talk about what the Seahawks have done of late, not only have they lost their last two games, they've lost against the spread their last two games. I think this is even more reason to take Russ Wilson here. You're going to get you're buying real low on Russ Wilson, which is a rare rare situation. Let's attack that. Uh, see, I was probably going to win this game outright, but I'll be more than happy to take the points. I love Seattle here. Nice. Uh, The next game we got here on the slate, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are laying six and a half. The over-under is 46, Russ. I got the Broncos here. The Broncos are a team that I've liked since before the season began. Um, oh, Pat, Steelers, Steelers, Packers, Steelers, Packers. Oh, uh, sorry. Well, let me just hit the Broncos real quick then. So, okay, sure. Hit the Broncos. <laughs> um, everyone's going to talk about how these guys haven't faced anyone, but they haven't even been playing these teams close. They've been killing these teams. So they're showing that their defense can stop uh, quarterbacks. And I'm not impressed with, uh, Lamar Jackson so far. I mean, he beat the chiefs, but the chiefs don't have a defense. And last week, what did they put up 19 points against the lions? So, um, I feel like the Ravens are still banged up with their offensive line. Um, so I think the Broncos, they just know that this is such a big game for them that they want to prove to the public that they can be good teams. So this game's at home. They'll be jacked up for this game. Uh, 24, 21 type of game. The Broncos, uh, make it hurt for the Ravens. They Ravens lose a close one after they just won a close one. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, this was supposed to be the next game. I jumped the gun myself over here, but uh, yeah, I'm right with you with the Broncos. Uh, they've been pretty good as a favorite five and one against the spread in their last six games as a favorite. Teddy Bridgewater. has been really solid. Uh, I, I like them home here. I actually think it's gonna be more of an under game. You have them just being slightly of an over game for the most part, but uh, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm all about the Broncos this week. I think this is a, Good spot for them. Lamar hasn't been truly amazing. I mean, the KC game, yeah, that was that was a sneaky kind of win. But I think this is going to be a tough game for the Ravens, and I'll be more than happy to take the Broncos. Nice. All right, now we're on to it over here. We are on to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Green Bay Packers, minus 6.5, the over-under 45.5 for us. Yeah, this is pretty obvious. I got the Packers here. The Steelers, they can't score any points. It's... The offensive line is just terrible. I mean, when the Bengals are making you look silly, there's a problem. Um, these guys remind me of the Eagles of last year with Wentz. They're just no offensive line, and the quarterback can't move. I like to throw in some uh, gut shots there at once whenever I can. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um, so. Hey, we're all for that. <laughs> so I'll be fading the Steelers here all year long. Um, Rodgers seems like he's getting better and better. That great, uh, what did he have, 40 seconds left last mm-hmm. week? Uh, scored the game-winning uh, field goal at the end of the game. So uh, definitely give me uh, the Packers here. They're looking good again, 28-17. Uh, I actually like the over here, 45 and a half. I think there will be mm-hmm. some points scored. I even think I actually do think the Steelers are going to score some points here, more than you think probably here. But I think the Packers will get rolling again. Uh, I'm kind of on the fence about both the spread right now, but I'm more about the over 45 and a half here. Nice. If you have, if you uh, take that over, just don't watch the game, man. Just watch it on your phone. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll be having a red zone on. For I was watching. So I was watching. I might Big be ben watching more of it than I, I think. I was cringing watching. It was worse than watching Jalen Hurts, man. I I could not watch Big Ben back there. It was so bad. Yikes. <laughs> That's not. That's never good. Let's get the Sunday good when night you have over the Bengals, here. though. So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Let's get the Sunday night over here. This is the game that's like you know the marquee game of the week practically. You got Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, the great Tom Brady coming back to New England. Uh, we got a spread of now seven. New England's getting at home. The over under is forty nine. Russ, where are we going for the Sunday night game? 
Yeah, I got the Bucks here. It just seems like a favorite kind of week this week. I don't know. I usually love the dogs, but it seems like the dogs have been winning these past three weeks. So it seems like the favorites uh, favorites I like this week. Um, the Bucks always play well. Um, definitely highly motivated for this game. And Bucks are coming off a loss. So I even called it last week. I'm like, the Rams are going to win this game because the Bucks are looking ahead to this game. So uh, definitely see them winning 30 to 20. Uh, Brady, give him any kind of motivation. He'll take it and run with it. Yeah, I don't even know if the Patriots are going to score that many points, honestly. 20 points mm-hmm. seems a little high for me for the most part. I'm with you. This is a game Tom Brady's had circle forever. He's going to stick it to this team. Uh, Buccaneers, they're 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games following against the spread loss. And they're also 5-0 and against the spread in their last games following a straight-up loss. So that's 10-0 right there for Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. That's going to want to really stick it to the Patriots right here. This is just I'm all about the uh I'm all about the Bucks this week. This this is this is going to be a slaughtering and it's going to be on prime time. This is this is ripe for the taking, and I will be more than happy to take the Bucks here. Mm-hmm. So we got one more game, the Monday night game. We got the Oakland Raiders, the 3-0 Oakland Raiders, I believe. They're going to be going to the Chargers. Chargers lane three and a half. The over-under is 53, Russ. What are we doing for Monday night? Yeah, I got the Chargers. Here we go. Las Vegas, another fraud 3-0 team. Um, <laughs> yes. A lot of people are going to disagree with me. So I'll leave your comments in the chat. Um, <laughs> I yes, have this team. Bring them on. Yeah. Yeah, I got the Raiders finishing last in the division this year. So I don't care that they start 3-0. I'm not going to overreact overreact to any of this. Um, Chargers, stud safety, Derwin James was out all last year. Now you can actually see how good this Chargers defense is. Um, Chargers defense has held their opponents to 20 points per game on the season, which is a quarterback league. Everyone puts up a lot of points. 20 points per game is very solid. And they've played the likes of the Chiefs and the Cowboys uh, in two of those games. Raiders offense is not as good as the Cowboys or the Chiefs. Um, So I think the Chargers offense plays well enough to put up probably at least 27 points in this game. The Raiders don't play defense at all. Um, 27-20 type of game, I got the Chargers. Yeah, I'm all about the Chargers. This is once again another point you're talking about. A 3-0 team just getting points. People are going to be all over the Raiders. They're going to be in love with them right now. Uh, I love what Herbert's doing. I think he's fantastic. Keenan Allen's been awesome. Uh, this, this is chargers written all over it. I also like the over 53. I think Herbert has a monster day and I think they roll this game, at least a touchdown victory. I am all about that as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's so it that- for, uh, football NFL. So let's, uh, kick it off with college football. How'd you make out last week? Oh, college football is great. Uh, I started off three and Oh, on Ooh, Saturday, man. and then I, I ended up losing with Tennessee. I put them on late on the Sharp app, but that was okay. The other games mm-hmm. were locked in. Everything was pretty solid for the most part. And also last week, uh, giving out winners on the show last week, both my revenge games, if you did not watch, uh, I had the over in the Wisconsin-Notre Dame game. No problem there. And then also the Toledo uh, Toledo Rockets, easy winner. Man, I told you Ball State sucks, and they could not mm-hmm. score to save their life. Field goals all day. They gave up a safety <laughs> at the end. It was the kind of matching game that I live for, Russ, and that wow, was an people. easy, easy revenge it must have been easy because Ball State was actually making field goals, too. You don't see MAC teams usually making field goals either, right? No, not often, <laughs> but it, it was right in my wheelhouse, Russ. The revenge tour was 2-0 and if you watched. You catch those, and then you catch awesome. some other plays as well, so – a good week for college, but let's talk about the game that everybody is talking about. It, there's going to be a lot of points, and rightfully so. It's Ole Miss at Alabama. Uh, Alabama's a 14.5-point favorite. The over-under is at 79 or 80, depending on where you look at. It is outrageous. Russ, what do you what do you like with this game? I can't believe when I saw that over-under at 80. I don't know. I've never seen it that high. It's crazy. Um, Matt Corral, he's a stud quarterback. I just feel... This spread last year um, looks like the Alabama won by 15 points last year. So Ole Miss wants some revenge. This is sitting there right at minus 14 and a half, trying to just get everyone to bet Bama. But I can see Ole Miss keeping this close. This game's going to be a shootout. So um, just see a ton of points. And uh, Ole Miss probably can just cover this easily by just being a shootout. So 45, 35 type of game. I'll take Ole Miss here getting points. 
I'll be honest with you, Russ. This is kind of a I can't believe I'm saying this, but a live mm-hmm. dog with 14 and a half. Mm-hmm. This this might be a game where Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin and the boys take care of business. I mean, the Rebels, when they play in Alabama, they're six and two against the spread in their last eight meetings in Bama. Uh, the Rebels are also eight and zero as a road dog off a straight up against the spread home win. And they're also six and zero against the really good teams that are above six hundred uh, conference opponents the last two years. So Ole Miss has gotten up for these kind of big SEC games, and they have covered. So I like the fourteen and a half there. Corral's been fantastic, thousand yards passing, nine touchdowns, no picks. The running backs uh, early, uh, early, and Paris Junior averaging at least six yards a carry, uh, having six players with at least ten yards a catch. I mean, Drummond has four TDs. This this offense is nasty, and and I mean Bryce Young's been pretty nasty. I mean he has eleven hundred passing yards, fifteen TDs, mm-hmm. but they've been facing some cupcakes. The they really haven't really faced anybody really for the most part. Miami, I thought maybe would have had a shot to play him decent, but they stink. So that forget that. Um, that this is going to be the real entertaining game. It is going to be high scoring. It's high for a reason. The over under, mm-hmm. but I love uh, Ole Miss plus the fourteen and a half. I think. You might actually be able to sit back and relax with the 14 and a half for a Bama game, which I never feel like in general. I just think this is a real good spot for Ole Miss. Uh, Saban's been talking this offense. Uh, he's just been talking them up so much. I don't know if that's mind games or whatever, but it, this is a really good offense not to take lightly. So Ole Miss plus the 14 and a half. Oh, yeah, plus 14 and a half and throw it in there with that over, right? Yep, absolutely. Let's follow oh, that. Oh, yeah. Let's get into the next game. Another big marquee game, Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's getting points, two and a half points. The over-under is 50 and a half for us. What's the line telling you? Yeah, that's the thing. I was uh, going to say this line jump, it was jumping out to me because this was one of the looking through the games. I was like, oh, let's check out this Notre Dame game. I'm like, what the hell? Cincinnati's favored. So I definitely didn't like Notre Dame from the start this season. I feel like they were going to regress, mm-hmm. but this even tells me right here, but just by looking at the line, my reason for, I took Wisconsin last week actually absolutely drove me nuts. Um, Cause Notre Dame was missing one of their key defensive tackles in that game. So I figured Wisconsin should control the line and get the running game going. Um, but Mertz was just God awful. So um, just by looking at this line, Cincinnati, um, they faced Indiana uh, last week or two, and Indiana was coming off a game where they were embarrassed, and Cincinnati's still playing a motivated Indiana team, still beat them by a couple touchdowns. The Cincinnati team can play, um, so I would definitely take them at minus one and a half here against Notre Dame, who I feel like has reached their peak on the season. They're ranked at number nine, Notre Dame. So once this team reaches its peak, it ain't gonna get. they're not going to get any better. So uh, definitely see them losing this game. Give me Cincinnati. Yeah, you're right. The line did drop down to one and a half. Uh, Notre Dame coming off a, a big dominating win against Wisconsin. I think that's kind of fool's gold, if you will. Uh, I think it's going to give more people the reason, more of the public to bet Notre Dame because they look like they're back, if you will. They they won a bit. Uh, they won a game in big winning fashion for the most part. But Cincinnati, I mean, they're looking to get in this playoff talk. This is the game they got to win. I mean, Notre Dame's got a lot of notoriety and everything like that. Uh, Desmond Ritter, the senior QB, he's a senior QB. He's been around for a while. He's distributing the ball to all his weapons. He's second in rushing, so you know he can get get rolling with his feet and everything. His main target, Tyler Scott, leads the team in touchdowns and yards. Uh, a lot of explosive plays. Three wide receivers with at least 16 yards of catch. The run game's been great with Jerome Ford. Six yards of carry with six TDs. Notre Dame's offense is not really that great. Uh, Jack Cohen's been banged, got banged up last week, but it looks like he's going to play. Uh, I don't think that's really a good sign for Notre Dame. So give me the Bearcats. Uh, minus one and a half, definitely going to win this game. And uh, yeah, I, I think this is the right play. And I think the line tells the story. Nice. Yeah, we'll jump into uh, one of these other bigger games for you. We got Michigan minus two and a half at Wisconsin. Well, actually, uh, actually Wisconsin is minus two and a half. Oh, whoops, my bad. That was a typo. No problem. No problem. No worries. So Michigan, uh, yeah, let me just double check that just to make sure because that's what I think we're at right now. Yeah, minus two and a half. Wisconsin, the over-under is at 43 and a half. Michigan, uh, we talked about them last week. We had a question from my boy Mitch, uh, Mitch Flat over there about Rutgers. Uh, we loved Rutgers last week covering that 20 and a half. Michigan looking ahead to this game. They won 20 to 13 against Rutgers, not covering the spread for the first time this year. 
So I like that there. Uh, Wisconsin, they lost 41 to 13 to Notre Dame. Wisconsin's has been underwhelming this year, only having a victory against Eastern Michigan, which I talked about on tackle the board before where I took Wisconsin against Eastern Michigan. Uh, this offense only clicks when running the ball, and I don't think they're going to have a whole lot of success running this ball for the most part. Michigan, they, uh, they've they been playing really well. I, I'm really shocked how well they've been playing. Their defense, which has never been really a good stable point the last few years, has been absolutely fantastic, uh, way better than I thought. Uh, Cade McManero, he's been real solid. Nothing amazing. No interceptions, uh, just mistake-free football. The run game's been great with uh, Blake. Uh, 6.9 yards per carry along with Haskins and Edwards. They're totaling over 900 yards rushing. The wide receiver core has been great, averaging 16 yards a catch. Um, Russ, we look at the lines. You're the Vegas line reader. We look at these lines. Uh, I did a little looking ahead at the beginning mm-hmm. this year in July. If I The line for this game, Wisconsin was minus 9.5 in July. Minus 9.5. Now the line is 2.5. This is one of the lowest lines for this game in a very long time. This is a Michigan line. I like them outright, but I'll take them plus the two and a half with the Wolverines. They're playing some serious ball. They're going to continue to be undefeated, moving on in Big Ten, trying to get to that Big Ten championship game. So give me the Wolverines plus two and a half. I I think they take care of business easily here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the type of game where I think Michigan can squeak it out, but I do feel like it will be an under type of game. I can just feel like this um, Wisconsin, they gave up 41 last week, so Mm -hmm. they can't give up that many points again this week, back-to-back home game. So I can see Michigan winning like 17 to 13 or something. Wisconsin can't score points. Mertz is terrible. I mean, that was was the worst performance I've ever seen from a quarterback. Like. Um, so definitely there's no way I could side with Wisconsin. No, absolutely not. That offense cannot move at all. And Michigan's defense has been playing unbelievably well. So I, I don't see Wisconsin score much here. Nice. And you have uh, one of your other revenge games. Yeah, I have another game on the revenge tour. Michigan was one of them. They lost the last two games against Wisconsin in this line. Mm-hmm. It's totally a Michigan line over here. And I got a line, a Pac-12 game. This would not be a podcast or a show, if you will, without me <laughs> talking about the Pac-12. Right, Russ? Exactly. Yo. <laughs> exactly. It's time. It's Pac-12. It's late night. It's the Washington Huskies at the Oregon State Beavers. The Beavers are minus two and a half. The over-under mm-hmm. is 56 and a half. Washington coming off a thrilling win against terrible Cal, 31-24 in overtime, and Oregon State smashing USC, 45-27. About this Oregon State offense here, okay? They're pretty stacked. Chris Nolan at QB, he's been real solid, 847 yards, 9 TDs, 72% completion percentage, very good. He's been able to spread the ball around, seven players averaging at least 12 yards a catch. Senior Trevin Bradford leads the wide receiver group. There's a lot of experience with this team. That's I like that when getting into revenge games. Um, he's um, and as far as the QB, he's also been elusive with his legs. He's second in rushing, which I like. Uh, BJ Baylor almost rushes for seven yards a carry. The Beavers are ranked 17th in the entire country in rushing yards per game. This team is a well-balanced offense for us. No, definitely. And it's always good when Oregon State's finally favored against Washington. You know, they're definitely gonna want this game. Yeah, absolutely. And Washington, super inconsistent this year. They lost to Montana. Uh, They're a very young team. This is a very good spot to attack when you're facing a young team. Uh, Redshirt freshman uh, Dylan Morse, he's been really solid. He's thrown for over 1,000 yards. But the big issue has been the five interceptions and the 57% completion percentage. Uh, The run game's been horrendous. But the wideouts, Taj Davis, he's been solid. this is a look ahead game. They're going to be playing UCLA next week. This is what they're going to be looking at. They're not going to take this game that seriously against Oregon State. Not many teams do. Uh, this is a very young team, Russ. And Oregon State team that has a, more experience than them, I really like that as well. They really haven't beat anybody this year, uh, Washington. They beat Arkansas State and Cal, who have a total of a 2-6 and six record. So between the two teams, only two wins. Not good at all. The Huskies haven't been great as a dog their own four against the spread in their last four games as an underdog and one and seven against the spread in their last eight as a road underdog so not only are they a bad dog but they're a really bad road dog and i love that especially with a young team that can make a lot of mistakes early um oregon state finally being favored in this game 
I was trying to go through the entire history of what they're going through. I don't think I saw once. The magazine didn't go State. that far back. I, 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 went, I think I went back 10 or 12 years. I don't think they were ever a favorite. And now they're a favorite. And uh, Washington here is just young and inexperienced. I mean, they'll probably be good in a year or two, but this isn't their time right now. Oregon State wants to make that statement happen this Saturday. So give me the Beavers. This is a rare situation where I say, give me the Beavers minus two and a half. Oh, yeah, man. I'll be rooting for you. <laughs> Absolutely, man. But that'll do it for us today. Uh, thank you for watching and listening and all that good stuff. My name is Chris Exusion. You can find me at Chris Ebaum on Twitter. And remember, it's on the Sharp app. If you guys want to get our plays before I post them and you want to talk to the rest of the handicappers like Russ and myself about games that we love and, you know, games that you have questions about. Uh, we're more happy to answer them. The Discord is awesome. Check the description. We got the link to the Discord. If you want to get the VIP access, you click my link. 10% off of the price for the month. Uh, it's well worth it. You know, you're going to be betting these games. You want to be on the right side of these games. And we got a lot of smart guys at the Sharp app. And, uh, yeah, if you're betting games, this is the only way to go because the community has been doing an amazing job. Yep. Yeah, make sure you guys... We talk about every single game on here, but when it comes to uh, the weekend, we're going to be posting the picks that we actually like um, that will be posted up on there. So make sure you guys join uh, and follow us. Ask any questions about any random game, too, even if it's a game that we don't put on here. There's so many college football games that if you guys want to message us about any game, um, an opinion, uh, we're more than happy to let you guys know who we like in those games. So definitely, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you guys smash the like button and uh, subscribe and uh, to keep following our picks. We're going to be doing this every Wednesday, every week, and we've been making money the first three weeks of the NFL so far and week four. Now we're going to make some more money. So make sure you guys follow. This may not be all crazy and entertaining, but we just know how to win. We know how to win in betting sports. So if you guys want to win, if you want to follow, follow us. So. Yeah, absolutely. And not just NFL. We've been crushing college mm -hmm. as well. So, exactly. And he's Russ Reese at Vegas Line Rear. You can follow him on Twitter as well. And that'll do it for us, guys. Uh, thank you again for watching. We appreciate it. Spread the word about Tackle the Board. And remember to download the Sharp app at your app store. And, Russ, let's go tackle that board this week. Oh, can't wait. Let's go.